I believe there's a hero in all of us. You have great powers, only some of which you have as yet discovered. I'm a superhero, my A real-life superhero. The world needs extraordinary. We will make you a superhero. Are you ready to become the hero? Initiating surprise in three. This, two, is one. The Real Brian Show. All right, it's time to nerd out. Ant-Man, Star Trek Discovery, and Dentistry. I have an espresso shot for you as well. And I heard this great joke from the immortal Mike. So, Mike, thanks for sharing this. Here's the joke. This one's classic. Your mom is so fat, Thanos had to snap twice. Yeah, let's rock it! (laughs) That's actually more like Fred's mom and stuff like that, but... uh, We'll talk more about that later, but yeah. Anyway, thanks for the joke. That's At a least good it's one. not my mom. It's a, now. Hold on. So, have you seen Infinity War? Uh, no, no. Remember, I had a I, I had a baby boy in May. I haven't been out of the house very much. Oh, I was going to take away so. your nerd card, but that's okay. I know, you're, I know, you're I know. fine. You're I, fine. At least I have that excuse. Yeah, that's all right. That's all right. All right. Well, I'm going to introduce this voice in a minute because you're like, who is this guy? You'll find out. Yeah, who is it? I don't know, but the whole Thanos snap twice thing actually does make sense. <laughs> I, I, yeah. Oh. You uh, gave me this interesting look. I kind of chuckled awkwardly because I didn't really You're get like, the joke. So. At least not yet. Like, what, well, who's Thanos? Anyway, it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good one. I'll, I'll, I'll watch the movie one day and just, oh, that, like, that's, that's hilarious. hilarious. That's hilarious. It. And it will oh. be a totally unfunny part and be really awkward. And yeah. Weird, but whatever. It'll be amazing. Um, well, thanks for joining us here on The Real Brian Show. Now, I want to say something really quickly, too, that I think is very, very important that uh, today is also Sarah slash Miss Light's birthday, all right? So make sure to send lots of presents, money, praise, you know, etc. all of that good stuff. I guess birthday wishes will be fine, too, but... Happy birthday! <laughs> you remember this song? Oh, yes. Happy birthday, baby! Oh, that's... It's a good song. I remember you didn't play it on my birthday, so no. Yeah. Tears. That's not a song I'm going to play for you. Oh. You remember the days when days. we did radio. Yeah, this is bringing me back. Let me, first of all, let me introduce this guy. His name is Rob Dog, or officially Dr. Rob Dog. <laughs> and we had a song, which you've heard here on this show. Here it is. Mm-hmm. Come on, what day is it? Friday. Yeah. Thank that God. really brings me back. So old school. what nobody knows here on The Real Brian Show, see, we've played this here on The Real Brian Show. Thank God it's... You and I started this whole yeah, thing. Yeah, we did. Way back, way back in the day when we were on radio together. It was funny because I haven't played it in a long time. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, wait, wait a minute. The song. It's good. I'm reminiscing. So Dr. Rob Dog. <laughs> and I, it's so exciting to be able to call you that now because, you know, you were not a doctor when you were on radio with me. No, no, it's actually it, kind of awkward when you say it. I'm like, oh, <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm a doctor. It's kind of funny. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, that's pretty exciting. So, um, yeah. Rob, actually, I think a lot of people under their breath, like, he's not a real doctor. He's not. No, he's not. Actually, he really is. So, we, you know, we talk to Mango Droplet all the time and, you know, Mango is a doctor in training. Mm-hmm. She's almost, I mean, I, I consider her a doctor. She's in her residency, but who cares? She's still a doctor in my yeah, book. She's but still got the doctor label. Yeah. You're actually done with all the training and everything else. You're, you're out, you know, um, practicing on people. <laughs> I'm I still practicing. I still understand that. You know, doctors practice on people. I don't understand why you would be practicing. Well, well you know, there's you there, work on people. There, there's actually a joke in the field because, you know, a lot of times you, you work or you open up a dental practice and 
a lot of dentists don't like that because no, no, no. The practice part was what we spent four years doing in school. Exactly. This should be dental work, dental you know application. The practice part. So a lot of them don't like to call their their actual places where they work as practices because they're not practicing anymore. That's At least true. hopefully not. Yeah. But then the technical term is you are always practicing. Exactly. You're, it's, I it's mean, you're so always weird. improving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever. Uh, how about a dental improvement office? I, 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 <laughs> let's do it. I mean, you know, there, there's so many catchy names for dental practices nowadays. Yeah. It might yeah. as well. Yeah. The dental improvement facility or the dental improvement area. Yeah. Do all, and it would, I guarantee people would just kind of look at it and be like, interesting. Maybe yeah. I'll go in. Maybe it'll, maybe it'll be a good, a good advertisement. My wife would like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's for you. Mervyn. She probably wouldn't. She'd be like, what are you thinking? Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. So a l- little bit of background here just so you know who Rob dog is. So Rob dog and I met, Again, year, 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 years back. Sunday, Sunday. Kind it was of love thing. at first sight. It was, <laughs> you know, your wife actually did get a little bit uh, jealous because she, you were spending more time hanging out mm-hmm. with me. And she's like, I never even see my husband anymore. <laughs> it was funny. I don't know if that joke still exists because. Yeah, actually, it does. She feels valued. And now. she, uh, you know, she always talks about us bros and bromance and she actually thinks it's pretty funny and nowadays that you know we have i have kids and stuff and my my time with bros is limited uh she actually encourages bromance oh that's good so yeah and uh and and just just so you know you're you're the default bro that she thinks about well that's wonderful it's a good honor well the mermaid is her radio name Mm -hmm. because her real name is ariel which Mm -hmm. is awesome and yeah. she was born She's cool. uh, one year before the movie too. Oh wow. It was a complete coincidence. So Really? And everybody's like, "Oh, are you named after the 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 princess?" She's the like, stupid mermaid. No, actually. Are you named that stupid mermaid princess, you know, that Disney movie? No, it's Which I think they're remaking. That. Yeah, I've live heard action. That. But live action would be cool. It would. Yeah. They would have to do something very different with it though. Yeah, we'll see. She actually is a nerd. One of the reasons that I started going to cons in the first place was at her encouragement i know it was know. her fault that started this really whole thing. was yeah, yeah so thank you she was well, she was going to star trek conventions long before any of us were even born yeah well her, her dad's her. an engineer so what do you expect well that's true yeah we game together mm-hmm. we did radio together then you you know went off to to medical school dentistry school what's mm-hmm. it what is it called dental school yeah, is it just, it's just simply called dental school it's just dental school all right it's you, very very uh non-enthusiastic okay you know. i was thinking of like some cool name like the mollinator school or you know uh <laughs> cavity search school or something like that <laughs> you know? we do more than just cavities i also look at x-rays that's, that's uh, well, okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we do cavities and x-rays it's a great time i mean <laughs> Very also exciting. try to talk to people. I try. I try. And you try to get them to talk back when their mouths are hanging wide open. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they're like, <laughs> yeah, that's it's, it's always awkward great. when you ask a question and you realize you have a, a mirror in their mouth. Yeah. Oh, oh. Wait, don't talk. I've got a, a needle in your mouth. That's, and then your yeah. assistant looks at you. It kind of gives you this, you know, cockeyed look. And like I've like, been doing this really for a lot longer. Are you stupid. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm the hygienist. You're stupid. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. So yeah, that's about how it works. Yeah. yeah they yeah. give you dumb looks. Oh, oh yeah. That's good. So there you go. That, that's the that's the general gist history. We we've mm-hmm. continued obviously to keep in touch over the years. Uh, we all get together, game once in a while, yada yada yada, movies, etc. But one thing I'm excited about is now that things are starting to you know kind of move into a routine for you. Mm-hmm. We're hanging out again. We're on Xbox. We're playing, and uh, here you are on the show for the very first time on the Real Brian Show. Which yeah, I understand why you haven't been on before because it's, like it's, you said, it's long dental overdue. school. And then you had some kids. Well, you know, you were like, hey, do you want to do it over, over, you know, your place? So I, I'd be, I'd be online. I'd be like, no, no, no. I want to be in the studio. I want to have yeah. that. I, I need that. I need. Here you are. Of course, it's more bro time. So 
That's right. My wife's like, you just want to go over to hang out with Brian. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of course. She's like, oh, all right. <laughs> Because yeah. yeah, we could have done Discord, and I was all excited yeah. about that too. But you D- know, Discord—that's right. Uh, I appreciate the fact that you know we're in in studio live. Mm-hmm. All right, dude. Well, there you go. There's some background. Now, I think it would be really funny for you to tell some funny dentistry stories. Brush your teeth because if you don't, you know, you're gonna die or something like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know. You know, one of the reasons I got into dentistry is because if you do lose a tooth, it's not usually a death sentence. So that's good. I, that's always nice. I'm not dealing with as much liability, but uh, obviously. There's uh, still a lot of prep work and we, sure. uh, you know, patient's health comes first and it's still a very, very important aspect of the, of the art of dentistry, as I like to say, in order to make sure that you're taking everything into account, not just the teeth and the mouth and everything. Sure. So, yeah. But it's really important from a holistic health perspective oh yeah. too. Oh yeah. Absolutely. If your teeth are bad, you really do have problems. Yeah. The one thing that I've noticed with looking in people's mouths is it's usually a, it's a, it's a great indicator of habits. It's a great indicator of lifestyle choices. Interesting. So, and you can usually tell right away, you know, what this person's diet is, what their uh, activity level is, you know, uh, as far as what they're putting into their bodies, whether it's food wise, whether it's illicit drugs, whether it's just, you know, smoking, that type of thing, you can get a good idea as far as pretty quick kind of what this patient is going through and what they're doing to themselves. And I think that is also why patients don't like going to the dentist because they feel very vulnerable. Interesting. Um, okay, and, that makes uh, a lot of sense then. So, you know, when you're at a doctor's office, it, you know, not everybody always loves going to, to the, their regular general doctor's office, but they are standing up, you know, or sitting down and they're usually just talking. Maybe he's looking, but they, I don't know. It's not quite as invasive a sure. lot of times is sure. what I've noticed. You know, there's no, it's always invasive in the, in the dental chair. Oh, always. Yeah. yeah. And uh, some people are okay with it. Other people have a lot of difficulties with it. So, yeah. of course, everybody has a, I think, a horror story. <laughs> I'm sure. I mean, sure. you haven't. You've actually done, you said you've never had an adult cavity. No, I'm I'm really, or, or a child cavity either. Oh, never really? Had a cavity. I'm really, really thankful. Oh. That's one thing in my now, body is that, that goes well. more, do you think your parents really instilled that into you or are you just a weirdo? Both. Okay. I would say that uh, the weirdo side is is obvious. And then the yes. And let me ask you this. First of all, is there a hereditary issue with quality of teeth? Well, yeah, I do feel like there is a hereditary issue. Um, I see it a lot more with periodontal uh, related diseases, which means okay. the gums and the bone, which kind of supports the teeth in the mouth, you know. If you don't have any bone to support your teeth, your teeth are going to fall out. So you, sure. know, you hear things about periodontal disease and that's a very serious thing. Yeah. I see, I definitely see a real congenital issue if, you know, if you have a, a parent or somebody in the family who has periodontal disease, mm. um, there's a good chance, you know, you might be more susceptible to it. Is an excuse though, because I hear sure, this a sure. lot. Well, you know, my mom had bad teeth, so... So I'm, I have it too. And then they, but you see gotcha. them, you know, they go out and they smoke and they have a Mountain Dew in their hand. I'm like, sure. well, there's other factors at play, you know? <laughs> so, and yeah, you got to make sure yeah. you inform the patient that it's not hopeless. You know, yes, you know, you might be more, you might be more at risk for, you know, decay or periodontal disease, but you yeah. still can take steps and measures in order to prevent that, you know, to sure. a certain degree. Well, I know my, my dad struggled with teeth, you know, and, and he's even admitted though that part of that was habits when he was younger and stuff like that and uh-huh. didn't take care of his teeth when he was younger mm-hmm. i mean he is now but he's had some problems but then you know my mom and i think a lot of that side of the family had pretty good teeth but same kind of thing it was you know take care of your teeth brush floss blah 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 mm-hmm. and we i just did you know i mean i i brush like two to three times a day average mm-hmm. you know i like to keep my mouth clean anyway because i actually can feel it i don't know if a lot of people are that sensitive as i am but you know if i haven't brushed in a certain time and you start to feel like the film 
on the teeth and on the gums. It just drives me crazy. The, uh, and I'm like, Ugh, I got to get this off. And the uh, biofilm. Yeah, it's right. nasty. Yeah, yeah. Biome. You know, the, the bacterial biome yeah, that's the going mi- on in my mouth. Biome. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's fantastic. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, no, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I really have tried to take care of my teeth. Uh, I've never had a, a horror story with the dentist. Thank God. I mean, really. Well, uh, that's because you, you've taken care of your teeth. Yes. Yeah. I will say that when I got my wisdom teeth out, that was a fascinating experience mm-hmm. because I stayed awake for it. Mm-hmm. And I, he was like, I'm going to talk you through this whole process. Mm-hmm. And it was really cool. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's sitting there and he's cracking my teeth into pieces and mm-hmm. he's pulling it here. This like suction. You're like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like this is great other people are like knock me out i don't want to know anything yep. uh, and fine. then i was bleeding everywhere so it looked like this you know zombie film and everything. it was great uh, it was a little painful afterwards and the dry oh, socket yeah, thing sucks yeah. but you know other yeah. than that yeah. but here's the thing i'm no dentist and even i know when people don't take care of their teeth you know they'll smile and you're just like wow they haven't brushed in like decades yeah i mean you can't even see in between you know the the in between your teeth mm-hmm. lines it's just like one giant looks like they have gum in their mouth. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what the? <laughs> and these are people I know. Yeah. So, and I just go, man, you know, it's not that hard to get into the habit of brushing your teeth. Doesn't take very long. Mm-hmm. I do find it fascinating because then they talk about all this pain and all these issues and all these health problems they're having. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking it probably is coming from the stuff that's wedged in between your molars. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. 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 I don't know. I mean, easier said than done. Habits are hard to form. But then again, it's brushing and even teeth. harder to break. Sure. And, and brushing teeth really isn't all that hard, though. It's so not. I appreciate that it was instilled in me when I was young because mm-hmm. I don't think about it now. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, I know you're on a six month recall. You go in every six months with the hygienist to have them take a look. And that's very, very important. Every six you're months. You're actually better at than I am. And uh, oh. <laughs> there's actually a joke in dentistry that dentists are the. Out <laughs> of the whole the office, patients. we're the one. Well, no, we're not necessarily the worst patients. We can be, yeah. um, but um, it's more that we don't. You know, we, we talk about all this advice and we do all treat all this stuff, but we're the ones that haven't gone to see the you know our own hygienist in a yeah. year and a half. You know, oh, and, man. and so just put it uh, on the calendar in advance. And just don't even <laughs> think about it. You know, it's because there's always something else to do in, in the office. Where of course, it's like oh, I need to I need to go, I need to go talk to this. Uh, I need to go referral. I need to go uh, do billing and talk with insurance. And, you know, there's always something else, and it always gets sidetracked. Yeah, and uh, of course, that there's an opening in the schedule. The hygienist a lot of times likes to have that time off, maybe to do some notes or something. Of so course. it always gets pushed off. But, but you schedule six months in advance and it's on everybody's calendar. Exactly. Then you don't even exactly. think about it. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Now I will admit I'm not phenomenal at flossing. I wish well, I, you're, you know, I mean, you're horrible at flossing. I know. It's, it's I, just, it's, it's laughable. <laughs> well, what's really hard is that, I mean, okay, I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm a I've big guy. <laughs> I'm six, four, right? And I'm not big, but I'm, I'm a tall bean pole, yeah. uh, six, four, but I do have large hands as you can tell, mm-hmm. which is great for basketball and playing piano. Not good for getting in your mouth. I don't have a big mouth. Ironically. Now, do you use the, the typical, uh, you know, where you pull the big string out and yep. wrap it around your fingers? And you yeah, know? I just can't get my, well, you, my you, fingers you can't in there. do what I found is a lot of people, you can do floss picks. Um, and I break them because I have really, really strong teeth. So I need like the, the can do industrial the, uh, strength. Yeah, the, well, the glide floss, their floss picks, their version of that. And those are those are the best in my opinion. They're very easy okay. on the gums and we'll they're very, very durable. You can get them at Costco. Do you, do you have a Costco member? Yeah, oh, Costco. Yep. Okay, you can get a whole bag of them. Actually, it was okay. my father-in-law okay. who, it was during dental school. He's like, I got this big bag of, of these floss picks, you know, and this glide floss, and they're, 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 they're great. They're Are great. they the plastic ones yes. still, though? Okay. Yeah, they're, they're plastic, but um, I still find them pretty durable. So, I'm going to try them. But if I, they I don't do work, let me know, because okay. it's always some more advice and things I can learn from my patients. Sure. I mean, a chainsaw might work, but I'm not going to try that. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I'll try you the You might glide hit floss. a nerve. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, <laughs> that tingles. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, okay, let's let's hear like the craziest, craziest story. This was actually in dental school, and this was one of my first first introductions to pure clinic. You know, we you go through dental school, you do your uh, you do some lab work. You know, obviously you do your classwork and everything, and you're working on on the dummies doing fillings and stuff. And so it's you know you haven't experienced a lot of the the, the nastiness yet. You know, sure. you're 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 still getting prepped. You're not seeing real patients yet very often. Um, and so in the early on, I think it was in late in second year, we started having doing these shadowing rounds in the oral surgery clinic, you know, so we would, we would just basically shadow or maybe assist um, an upperclassman in the surgery clinic. So we go in there and we saw this guy come in and he was a young guy. He was maybe 33 at the time. And he was complaining of just horrible pain on his lower right side. This comes back to that thing where it's like they open their mouth and you can automatically see this person has terrible habits of what yeah. they're putting in their body. So this guy's 33 and he's losing all of his teeth. All of his teeth are just basically rotting out of his mouth. His lower right teeth are all pretty much just rotted to the gum line. And he's got a big swelling. He's got a big abscess down there. It smells terrible. You can obviously tell that you can give him all the advice you want, but he's, he's not going to take it. You know? sure. He looks at it and you're like, oh, this guy's doing meth. This guy's totally doing meth. Um, it's just so obvious, right? Yeah. Well, no, actually, he wasn't doing meth. He uh, just he was a smoker. Oh. But the main reason he was having such so many problems why his teeth were literally rotting out of his skull, he was drinking about a twelve pack of Mountain Dew a day. Wow. And that's no joke. He said, sure. "I'm drinking about eight to twelve cans of Mountain Dew a day." Not only is that doing a number on his teeth, you can imagine what it's doing for his uh, his blood sugar levels. Yeah. But that was honestly the worst thing he was doing to his body. Interesting. You know? So soda is really the killer. Well, I mean, or it, one yeah, of them. It's, you know, smoking is, is bad. Mm-hmm. But what smoking does, it dries out the mouth, lets bacteria really flourish. And then if you feed it with sugar, which comes from soda, uh, yeah. and then Mountain Dew is actually one of the worst because it's very acidic. And yeah. You, your mouth does not like acidic drinks. It mm. ruins the environment in the mouth and bacteria flourish and they rot your teeth out. So interesting. But you know, we ended up taking all of his lower right teeth out that day, you know, wow. and it was but it was one of my first experiences in there and it was kind of an eye opener. It was like, oh this guy's doing meth. He has meth mouth. And nope, just uh go back to basics. Just wow. he was a smoker and he drank soda, you know. So it was easy, you know, it kind of taught me to really delve deep into the, the habits of your patients. Sure. Because it can be that simple. Just stop drinking soda. Yeah. Literally just stop drinking soda, come yeah. in every six months, brush your teeth, and you'll be fine. But breaking that habit is so tough. Sure. So that was really crazy. And it was really it was it was nasty and gory and mm. but actually like, I don't know. I kinda like probably it. look like a zombie. <laughs> yeah. I've heard the stories. I don't know how many of these are myths and how many of those are true, but coffee is also acidic. Probably it, nowhere near as much as Mountain no. Dew, but uh, you know, is that a problem? Rand- That's the dentist drink of choice, actually. But <laughs> okay, then yeah, um, it's awake. it's really it's really not. It's slightly acidic, but uh, with normal brushing, normal habits, you should be just fine. It's whether you count a frappuccino as coffee, too. Uh, you know, so black so, coffee versus yeah. You know. It depends on how much sugar you're putting into it, you sure. know, and. Uh, and if you're putting sugar in it, you're, so you're feeding sugar's the issue. Really? That's really it. Honestly, I would be amazed if, you know, just taking away those processed sugars in our diet. If a person just decided to take all those out of their diet and just eat normal fruits and veggies, have a balanced yeah. diet with meat and everything. Um, and just taking out those processed carbs. I think a person would be amazed as far as how their health improves oh, both yeah. orally, but also systemically. You know, it's interesting. I just did an extensive blood panel. And something I've never done quite this much before. I mean, usually you get your typical blood panels, but I've never had this much blood taken out of my body, which I actually was lightheaded afterwards because of how much was coming out. Yeah, it was fascinating. But um, anyway, they did a bunch of of different tests, 
one being the C-reactive protein, which essentially tells you your level of inflammation. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of people get that done. And apparently only one test may or may not be entirely accurate because it may be like, well, you spiked here. Mm-hmm. So they want to test you again in two weeks and start looking at like, is it chronic inflammation or is it just that moment? But my C-reactive protein was like way off the charts high, super duper high. It was ridiculous. It could be anxiety and stress too, which yeah. I've, I've had a little bit of that. And they were looking at like glucose and, and blood sugar, you know, the, the A1C, the three month thing, and then mm-hmm. also what you're current. And that was, that was high. It wasn't mm-hmm. like diabetes range, but it's that, you know, you should probably start really watching your sugar intake. Yeah. And I, when I'm conscious and, and disciplined, I don't eat that much sugar mm-hmm. really. Yeah. But ironically, three to four weeks prior to that blood test. I just didn't care. <laughs> so I was eating a lot of crap, um, which isn't good. Pizza, cookies, you know, the Wookiee, all that. Oh man, just good stuff. Right. <laughs> and then there was like some other issues, you know, you've of course got your cholesterol levels and stuff. And it was funny. Cause like the guy that sat down with us was, he pretty much was like all of these blood work things that were a little off. Mm-hmm. He said, there will be some doctors that will come to you and say, stop eating eggs or butter. Yeah. He's like, that's not the, that's not the problem. That's not your, that, that's really not what's causing this. And then he said, you know, or you should stop eating red meat. That's not what's causing this. Yeah. Now he said, of course, grain fed versus grass fed is a, is a major difference. The mm-hmm. omega six load in grain fed is mm-hmm. terrible for us. So the balanced omegas and grain grass fed is mm-hmm. good, but that's not what you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. He said, all of your problems really go back to sugar. Yep. Yep. And I was like, let's be honest with all the reading I've done and, had Abel James on the show, you know, all this stuff. It wasn't news to me. Kind of like, well, duh. Yeah, I, I need to watch the simple one. Any of really the unnecessary carbs and the sugars. Yeah. Including fruits. Got to be careful on that, right? Yeah. So I just thought, duh. Again, it's a, it comes down to having things balanced. A little bit of fruit, having, yeah. you know, natural fruits, you know, fruits. Yeah, that, exactly. Um, and I don't decide to be organic or anything, but just keeping those and having those mm-hmm. occasionally. But again, having a balanced diet with Everything and again, if you would eliminate some of those processed carbs, those sugars, yeah, really eliminating those, uh, yeah, you'll see a big improvement. And of course, too, some foods are good for others and others aren't. You know, like we talk about how like good uh, sweet potatoes are, but sweet potatoes can really be bad for certain people. So finding yeah. out too, like what triggers certain things and what doesn't, yeah. is really important. But it's so interesting that here you're talking about from a dentistry standpoint that the probably the root, <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> Oh, pun very much totally, intended. Totally <laughs> accidental. Um, the root cause of most dental issues go back to sugar. And the root cause of most problems, physical mm-hmm. and probably even emotional and mental, can really stem from sugar too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, granted, there can be a lot of other emotional and mental issues that don't even have anything to do with sugar. And I know that, but I'm just saying yeah. sugar can exacerbate so many emotional issues. It'll take away a lot of the headache. If you just take away that one factor, it's that one piece, you'll see a huge improvement in your overall health, also including your oral health. Sure. And I know that it's not the one only thing always every time Mm -hmm. as we know, everybody's body is different, but it's amazing um, how much lately I've just been like, you know, I, I, you know, we got chocolate right here. You know, we talked about chocolate. I love my chocolate. You know, I love my quote cookies, you know, cookies are my weakness good for you. As long as not a little yeah, that's sugar. True. That's true. Right. right? Yeah, like yeah, the yeah. dark, the darker, the chocolate Same and thing. how it's processed yeah, and everything, you know, absolutely. it's all good. But yeah, you're, uh, we are, by the way, uh, mermaid partaking in some nuance chocolate. So. Oh yeah. It's, it's, it's gone. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even get any. I just, uh, yeah. I kind of just evaporated. There, there wasn't there. much. Sorry. Yeah. There wasn't much left. Anyway. That's fine. No, I, mean, I, I had most of it earlier. I need to go brush my teeth. 
Yeah. Well, so, yeah. okay. And that brings me to another question <laughs> in a second, but so going back to the whole point is that that's actually something that I've been, I wouldn't say I'm nerding out on it because I love my sugar and I love my pizza, but I have been focused on it recently is to say, okay, let's, you know, eat the freaking cookie once in a while, but I need to really be pretty focused and, and mindful of, of how much sugar is coming into my body and see if that fixes so many things Yeah, and see how I do. Try it. Everybody out there, just try it. Let's Elim- see what happens. Eliminate Let's sugar. do an experiment. Eliminate processed carbs and a lot of those heavy sugars for a week and just see see what it does. Or at least drop it down significantly. And see how you feel if you're feeling, you know, like yeah. if maybe there's a, you know, feeling tempted and you might be have a little bit of a sugar addiction. It always, yeah. oh, it can always it's be there. very revealing as far as your, you know, how you feel about that. So. You know, what's interesting is I, I heard a really easy way of doing this and, and may not, it may not be very easy for certain people, but because somebody says, I can't eliminate sugar. I don't want to change my entire diet. This is so overwhelming and it is. Mm-hmm. So one of the things they, that has been recommended to me was to start with breakfast. That's it. Just breakfast. You know, let's say you get up and you eat a bowl of cereal or you're having pancakes or muffins or pastries and you're eating your frappuccino and stuff. Eat two grass-fed eggs, not grass-fed. What are they past? Whatever the heck the healthiest ones are. Free range eggs, free range. Yeah. yeah, Whatever the, the the eggs are weird. They have weird classifications and they're not always accurate. So whatever the best egg you can get is eat two of those eggs, drink black coffee, water. That's it. See how you feel and then leave the rest of your meals the same, but see how you feel. If you just change your breakfast, do it for five days. I'm curious because I did that and I go, I all eat two eggs and black coffee and water and I feel wonderful throughout Mm -hmm. the day and I love my muffins and pancakes and it's when I eat those on the weekends that I don't feel as good. Mm -hmm. It's interesting, but yeah, just let's experiment. Yeah. That'd be fun. Okay. Second question. If you're drinking something acidic. Okay. Or sugary. If you're eating, drinking, whatever, it doesn't matter. This is something I've heard. I'm trying to figure out if this is a myth or truth. Are you supposed to Take water, for example, drink the water, maybe even like rinse your mouth out with water to try to get some of the, you know, the loose excess mm-hmm. out of there. Yeah. And then like, aren't you supposed to wait a little bit and then brush your teeth? Because I've heard that if yes. you do too much acidity and then you brush your teeth, yeah. everything's soft. One of the big things I found people eliminate from their diet, they see a huge improvement is just orange juice. A lot of those heavy juices, those very sugary juices, even if it's organic, even if it's you get it from Whole Foods, it's still loaded with sugar and it's very acidic. So stuff like grapefruit juice, orange juice, grape juice, any soda is very acidic. So yeah, it's like, oh, I just drank that and you go brush my teeth. I would actually wait at least 30 minutes okay? because otherwise you're going to be brushing those you know, basically that acidity onto your teeth. They're going to be brushing that in and it's actually going to damage your teeth. So you got to be careful with that. If you need to brush your teeth quick for whatever reason, you like you said, you can always rinse your mouth out with some water, um, just some tap water and maybe do that. I'd still wait a little bit just to make sure your body has kind of, your mouth has kind of rinsed itself. And what I've tended to do with coffee, because I'll drink it and then I always... In the morning, if I'm home or if I go to you know a coffee shop, I always try to get a big water. Mm. One of the, again, there's two reasons. One is to try to get as much of the acidity off while I'm drinking my coffee, you know, to rinse it off and then mm-hmm. go from there. And then the second reason is too is that obviously coffee it dehydrates you a little bit, so you want to make sure you're replenishing your, yourself with that. And it's funny because I'll hear a lot of people who say, "I'll drink coffee," and then they won't have to go to the bathroom for a couple of hours and they'll feel kind of weird. And I'm like, dude, if you always drink water with your coffee, it's awesome. Like you feel fine. It's <laughs> wonderful. 
Oh yeah, it is. <laughs> this was another one in dental school and it was in the surgery clinic. It just seems to be a place where the weird, the weird stuff happens. Um, but a woman I was doing extraction on, she did not like going to the dentist. She was a young girl again. Uh, it's always sad when you see so many extractions, you know, a young girl, maybe 31, lost all of her lower teeth or at least losing all of her, her teeth on an arch or whatever. She said, look, I'm going to scream and yell and cry. And that's just how I deal with being at the dentist. Oh. Okay. I'm like, well, when, when does it happen? She's like, well, after you give me the shot. Okay. All right. She's like, it's okay. I'm going to stay open. Just do what you need, but just know that I have to do that. So of course we're, of course we're in the downstairs clinic. I'm not the only one down there. There's our professors, there's other students, there's other patients. There's just staff walking around. So I go in there. I'm like, okay, I start to sweat a little bit. Cause again, I'm only in third year. I haven't done that many extractions at this point. So I start to shake and, you know, get a little, get a little nervous. So I give her the shot and right away she just starts crying and screaming <laughs> so i'm in this room all alone and there's this woman back there just ah, ah, you know and yeah. i mean at least she stayed open i can't argue with that so it made it a little bit easier but it's very stressful especially with lack of experience when you're dealing with that and of course everybody's walking by the professors are looking at you like what are you doing i'm like i'm not doing anything i'm yeah. doing what i'm supposed to do but this woman is just screaming and yelling and crying and <laughs> and you just kind of you walk out of there and you, uh, that's that's why it's important to work on, you know, to go through those because it, it gives you a thick skin, you know. Yeah. I have, and again, I haven't encountered that. You know, you have your, your patients yeah. that cry and maybe you know, are a little bit more, use their mouth a little bit more, uh, their their vocal cords a little bit more than others. But sure. I have never encountered something like that. It was very, now, how old was very, she? she was 32. Whoa. Yeah. And just in her early it Sounds like 30s. she needs some counseling. Uh, maybe, maybe. Yeah. I mean, yeah. to, well, okay. There, there, there was, there was something there. Healthy, healthy ways to deal with something. You admit, like, okay, I, I need to deal with this in a way that doesn't hurt someone else or whatever. And mm-hmm. you know, you know, your your whatever you want to call it, your yeah. your escape methods or whatever. But <laughs> that's kind of odd. Sounds like there's something else. So yeah. I mean, was it kind of like this? Like, it felt like that. Yeah, yeah. explosions <laughs> and there was a lot more crying though. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's about what it sounded like. Here we go. Luckily, I wasn't dealing with an actual explosion. Well, yeah. So, it, okay, that's good. No debris going anywhere. But, uh, but yeah, wow. it, sure, it sure felt like that. Yeah. You know. Okay. So this is kind of funny because I was uh, just walked out of PT earlier today, and <laughs> and I noticed across the street this guy walks out, goes around the back of his car, and he just like winds up and just punches his trunk <laughs> as hard as he could. And I saw this dent just form and I'm like, uh, how? Uh, yeah. Physical first of all, that, I'm huh? like, ow. Second of all, I'm like, what are you doing? Is this your car? Mm-hmm. And it was just loud crunch too. And I'm like, holy crap, what is wrong with this guy? And then he gets in his car and I'm getting in my car and I'm like, I'm going to let him go. And I don't want to get hit. You know? <laughs> I'm going to wait till he's like long gone before I leave. Yeah. What the crap? I'm yeah. thinking, okay, obviously has some anger issues, you know, might be mad. I mean, granted, at least he took it out on his own car instead of someone else or someone else's car or whatever. Then I got to thinking about, is this a healthy way to like deal with things? I mean, punching bags, punching cars. Uh, no, no, it's not usually. Oh, that just made me think of another story. Interesting. It didn't involve me. I was more of a spectator, but yeah. I was definitely there. This was kind of funny. This was actually in private practice. And yeah. There was a, a dentist that was, he was older. He was retired. He was about to get ready to retire. Uh, he really liked doing dentures. 
is doing a partial denture on a gentleman, really nice guy. And I had worked with him before. And uh, anyway, this denture, he had just a really tough bite though. And these, and we, we did the try and everything before you have it finally fabricated with the, with the denture and it fit fine, but you got the final one back and it just wasn't working. Every mm. time he'd bite, it would knock loose. And yeah. you know, it was just really, really, really tough, you know, and I could tell that, um, the, the other doctor was having a lot of issues, mm-hmm. you know, and he was getting very frustrated and the patient was getting very frustrated and the patient just eventually said, you know what, this isn't going to work. I want, I want my money back. Got very fresh, a lot of heated, you know, and everything. And of course the other doctor said, you know what, do you want this to fit? He's like, yes, I do want it to fit. You you want me to make it fit? And this this is exactly what happened. And so they go back and exchange. He's like, I'll make it fit. He goes, he runs out of the clinic, at least the main area there, grabs a hammer, goes out into the back of the parking lot, throws the denture onto the ground and smashes the denture with the hammer into a thousand acrylic pieces. Mm-hmm. And he brings back, if he gathers up as much as he can, he brings back, comes back into the main clinic. He said, there, now it'll fit and he just kind of throws it down in there not not at the patient but next to the patient and uh, this was again i was i was out of school a few months so i was like i don't think that's a good way to i don't know deal build, with b- build a reputation and yeah everything so wow so i wouldn't go to a dentist like that no yeah i learned that i was like you know what i don't think a hammer is really going to be a good idea to wow. make a denture fit from now on but yeah, that was a that was a very interesting experience. And just for about a week, we were still picking up debris in the parking lot, finding finding a tooth somewhere, some acrylic, maybe a oh, wire. <laughs> so. Wow! Oh my gosh. Okay, so but don't worry, the guy got his money back. Well, good, uh, good. And hopefully, you know, so, you, well, you went somewhere else, he went somewhere else. Let's <laughs> let's let's make sure that guy gets you know closed and shut for mal, it, yeah. malpractice. Or, hopefully, I'm not uh, like that when I'm seventy. But anyway, you won't be. No, I no, you. I'm not worried about that. What are and send them in, by the way. Like, I'd actually like to hear these. Yeah, so. here's some crazy dental stories. They, they exist. I know they do. So send yeah, them in. Send in your stories. I think it'll be funny because I'd like to hear your dentist stories. I'd like to hear whether or not you have had some horror stories or, you know, if you like the dentist or not. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there, you'd, of course, got the Facebook group. So get involved with that. But also, if you just want to email me directly, trb at com, do that. Or leave a voice message of some kind. Record yourself. Email that to me. I'd love to hear it. And then also, I'm curious, too, how you in a healthy manner deal with things that frustrate you versus you know smashing dentures with a hammer or punching or your punching car or, yeah yeah or doing anything like that i read a story recently might have even heard this but farmer's donkey falls into a dry well animal cried like your patient did <laughs> you know pitifully for hours you know probably not as bad <laughs> <laughs> the farmer's trying to figure out what to do for this donkey. Finally, he concludes the well is too deep. It needs to be covered up anyway. So donkey's old, too much trouble to get the donkey out of the pit. So the farmer decided that it would, it wasn't worth trying to retrieve the animal. And so he asked his neighbors to help fill in the well and bury the donkey. Buried alive. <laughs> Buried alive. They all grab shovels. They toss the dirt into the well. Donkey immediately realizes what's happening, starts to freak out and brays and cries horribly. Then the donkey got quiet few shovel loads of dirt later, the farmer looks down on the well and was astonished. With every shovel of dirt that hit the donkey's back, the donkey would shake it off and step on top of it, and so on and so forth. So as they continue to put dirt in the well on top of the animal, shake it off, take a step up, shake it off, take a step up. All of a sudden, the donkey climbs out of the well. First of all, this is a great story. Second of all, this goes nicely along with your stories and also the guy punching the car. Here's my thought. Stop crying and complaining and all the time. Just stop. Get quiet. Shake off the, quote, troubles, injustices, unfairnesses, road ragers, chodes, 
you know, stuff like that. Just like the dirt. Shake it off. Shake it off. <laughs> I haven't heard that word in a while. I know. Well, I got to, you know, got to bring it back. What, what year was that? Is that like mid 2000s? <laughs> I, I have no idea. It's just worth using. <laughs> 10 out of 10 on the chode meter. You don't want that. <laughs> so anyway, shake all that crap off. Find an alternative or some kind of a win or a solution and keep pressing on and have victory. And of course, if you have a healthy way to deal with the dirt, let us know. Love to hear about it. Cool. All right. I want to talk Star Trek Discovery because, you know, it's been an interesting conversation. I know it's funny because it came out last fall, but it's amazing how many of us are finally getting around to watching it, which I think has a lot to do with the whole CBS All Access thing. And there was a a funny conversation going on in the Facebook group between, you know, is Orville better or is Star Trek Discovery better? Which one do you like? And there was some hilarious comments and then some pretty adamant comments, too, which I appreciated. Star Trek is one of those things that I was like, like, I don't really get into one thing that much. Mm-hmm. I'm one of those. I have a lot of things I love. Star Trek was one of those things I got into way too much, especially the next generation. That was Ariel's. That was my favorite. Yeah. yeah. She was a big Captain Picard fan. In my opinion, nothing has ever come close to the next generation, but I also grew up with it. Mm-hmm. So I realized though, at one point I had access to to Star Trek and I got to see the first, I think three and a half episodes because as I was going back and rewatching, I was realizing I've seen, I've seen all this. I've seen three and a half episodes worth of discovery in rewatching the first three and a half episodes of discovery. I literally got like to that point where I had stopped originally. And I remember I, I texted captain influence and I'm just like, it's just, this, I can't stand this. Like, I don't like it. I didn't care about any of the characters the Klingons pissed me off. Let me just say that <laughs> I have a real problem still. Again, this is being a hardcore Trekkie. Yeah, I have a real problem with how they've changed the Klingons because they're in my book. Klingons have been a certain way from the motion picture through enterprise. Klingons are Klingons. Yeah, these Klingons are not really much like what those Klingons are. They look mm. a lot more like Remans. And for those of you non-Star Trek nerds, those are a a version of Romulans that live on the moon and the shadow moon and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, Mwadib, I'm I'm totally mixing things. They don't look like Klingons. They don't talk like Klingons. They still talk Klingon. They don't sound the same. They don't look the same. And in many ways, they don't even act the same. I mean, obviously, there's still the warrior race kind of thing. And there's all the houses and stuff like that. But there's a lot of talking. A lot (laughs) of talking between Klingons. And they're talking, you know, you know, just back and forth. And I'm going, you know, from what I remember in Klingons, they're brawling, they're drinking and they're fighting. They're not talking much. They're a warrior race. You're not just going to sit around and have coffee and talk. From what I remember, uh, especially from the uh, original movies, you know, from the 80s is everything they said was pretty direct and deliberate. And like you said, there wasn't a lot of banter. It was more just like, yeah. And uh, I, I particularly remember Christopher Lloyd. Oh, yeah. As a Klingon. He was good. That's burned in my brain. <laughs> I, I liked him. You know, the, the Klingon right. that talked. And again, this is me really nerding out here. Yeah, the, the Klingon that talked the most was General Chang from Star Trek six because he would quote Shakespeare and he loved talking and he loved. But he was more of that ambassadorial type. It was um, it was unique to his character. It was. Yeah. But that's not something you saw a lot, even in, in the shows like yeah. they were war. They were just out doing their thing. So to me, um, the, the thing that I think frustrates me the most about Discovery is that the Klingons are so different yeah. that it's hard to see them as Klingons. I see them, like I said, more as like a Romulan offshoot. It's a little frustrating to watch. There's a couple of other things that they've done that don't feel very true to the Star Trek universe and also just the the mission of Star yeah. Trek, if that makes sense. But I can overlook those because the story is very good. 
I do think they've done a great job with the story. Mm-hmm. It's developing quite nicely. But seriously, first three and a half episodes, I didn't care about the characters. I was, and it was so funny because I, some people on the Facebook group are like, oh, you, you care about the characters right out the gate. And I'm like, I, I'm trying. I'm trying. I just don't, I don't care about the, I don't even remember I, literally probably 80% of their names. Do need a glass names. of wine? Or- yeah, exactly. I'm like, am I supposed to like, you know, should I do some meth? Like, you're talking- <laughs> no. No, no, um, just, I'm kidding. Just a little bit of weed. I think it'll be yeah. fine. So. Well, it's Colorado. It's Colorado. So, yeah. It's legal here. Do it. <laughs> oh, and, oh, oh, funny, funny, tid, funny tidbit, <laughs> funny tidbit. Patients who come in high, which is, which is legal here. Anyway. Ways, yep. They, uh, make some of the best patients. There's some of them. I'm most, sure there's some of the relaxed, most chill hey, patients man. I've ever met. Hey, dude, so, you're bleeding all over the place. How are you, are you okay? Good. Good, I man. feel great. I don't even feel it, man. So just saying. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I think it was the flash that brought up a really good point talking about how, you know, when you go into something with the right attitude or, you know, maybe you're just in a phenomenal mood, everything just happens to yeah. be better anyway, which, so I get that there, there's a lot of factors, but I was not in a bad mood watching discovery. So three and a half episodes in, I could remember Michael Burnham's name. And Captain Lorca. And that was it. I couldn't remember anybody else's names. Yeah. Get this though. I hit the end of episode four and move into episode five. And all of a sudden I went, oh, well, hold on now. Now they've got me. They got my attention now. Some stuff happened. And I was like, ooh, ooh, I like where we're going now. And to me, episodes five, six, and I'm, I'm like in the middle of seven right now. I'm loving this. I'm absolutely yeah. loving it now. They're finally doing some character development. They're making them seem a little bit more like relatable and likable. All of a sudden I'm hooked. Yeah. I don't know what it was about those first three and a half episodes. And, and I, I might be the only one, but I think they're finally taken off. I think they're doing some great stuff. They are bringing in some amazing nods and homages yeah. to the Star Trek universe. Finally. And I'm going, okay, now this is cool. I'm yeah. really excited now. It's so I'm excited to see where it goes around those episodes. Yeah. And granted, I'm only on episode seven, but mm-hmm. all of a sudden I'm like, okay, okay. Hopefully it doesn't come crashing down. Yeah. <laughs> so I just wanted it, it, to throw that out there because yeah. I'm, I'm intrigued now and I want to like it by the way. I really do. Like I'm actually going in desiring to like it because it is Star Trek. Mm-hmm. So it's not like I go on, I'm going in with a chip on my shoulder saying, eh, yeah. I want it. It kind of reminds me of uh, a Breaking Bad. Um, I remember yeah. you know, everybody just hyping it up so much. It's the oh greatest show ever. Yeah. And I have not completed the series, but you know, I was watching the first season and I was like, yeah, I mean, I really like it. I wasn't, I mean, I wasn't obsessed with it. Like I should have been, I guess, you know, is what everybody was saying to me. And then, (laughs) and then you're just not obsessed enough. I I just, you're not, you don't like it enough. Like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, but after, after the first season, once the last episode, it was like, whoa. And then it just kind of took off for me. And after that, it was it was probably one of the best best shows I've ever seen. Now I've so. heard that season one is is rocky, like a little messy, not really all that well, great, and then yeah, it explodes. And, you know, with movies, they don't have that luxury. If no, the first if one movie stinks, that's it. Most people aren't going to go back and see the second one. With a TV show, people are more willing to kind of keep at it and at least yeah. go through the first season. So, yeah. at least with TV shows, they have the ability to kind of judge audience reactions and be able to alter if necessary throughout, sure. you know, cause they have a little bit more flexibility there. So that's one luxury that I feel like TV shows have. Yeah. Movies just don't have that. You know. No, but speaking of movies, I did see Ant-Man on the Wasp. Finally. Oh, I am glad at uh, spider pans recommendation when we'd had our, our Marvel movie showdown a couple weeks ago. I am glad that I saw infinity war first and then saw Ant-Man, even though chronologically Ant-Man and the Wasp takes place like right before infinity war. And then kind of coincides with what happens. Yeah. 
So it is a good idea to have seen Infinity War first, by the way, because it'll make scenes. Some of the scenes will make yeah. a lot more sense because <laughs> I, you know, I went with a friend who, who hadn't seen Infinity War and he was like, what just happened? <laughs> and I was like, wow, that is a that is a pivotal moment. Are you a fan or not? <laughs> You should insult them or right in the theater. Yeah. <laughs> well, oh my gosh. <laughs> Let me tell you the story of one of our theater mates. Oh my. So behind us is this dude and I, oh my gosh, so <laughs> I can't even repeat some of the stuff he said, but you know how like when somebody gets in there and says they just start talking, you know, during and you're just kind of like, oh no, this is this is going to be annoying. Like they're just going to talk the whole movie. Oh yeah. Yeah. It, it was like that. Yeah. Well, then the movie gets started and it wasn't him talking throughout the movie. It was like mystery science theater comments throughout the entire movie. <laughs> and we are cracking up. This guy was so funny. And I'm, we're sitting there laughing and he's making these comments throughout the show. Yeah. Well, then at the end of the movie there, well, not quite at the end, but there's a there's a more touching scene that happens later in the movie. And it is touching. It's actually they did a really good job with evoking some emotion. This guy starts crying. He's like, oh! is he for real? Oh my gosh, <laughs> this guy's loud. And later we're realizing like, sounds like Rob's patient. <laughs> he's not kidding. This guy is legitimately up there crying because yeah. he's like sniffing, you know, and oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so, oh my God. He's just going on. For, it was so hilarious. And everyone's like, shut up, shut up. You know, like his friends were and all of us down in the row, you know, in our row and everything, we yeah. were cracking up. And my friend's like, dude, this is almost better than the movie. This is hilarious. <laughs> the movie was amazing. I was very, very happy with it. To me, the first Ant-Man was funny. They did a great job. You know, I thought it was a good balance of, of something a little different in the Marvel universe to me. And again, I haven't watched the first one in a while. To me, this one felt equally as good, if not better, which was refreshing. I was super excited about that. But man, good, good movie. Totally worth seeing. Highly recommend it. I really I can't even think of anything bad at all. And I usually like to find something to go, you know, FYI. I loved it. Like, I honestly can't think of anything bad to say about it. It was so good. Good. The shows that are in the Marvel cinematic universe, but aren't the direct Avengers ones, you know, seeing yeah. Ant-Man, I mean, even Deadpool, Guardians of the Galaxy. Is there a lot more humor focused? They don't take themselves yeah. as seriously. Yeah. And I think that's refreshing. It is. I think you see what the DC universe they're trying to do. It takes itself so seriously. Of course, there's other problems too, but... I feel like it's a, it's a disadvantage because, true. you know, we don't expect it to be realistic. That's not why, why we go to the movies. We go to the yeah. movies to escape reality. You know, I so agree, man. We just want to have fun, but we also yeah. want good characters. We want good writing and we want, um, you know, fun action scenes. Yeah. Thing, so. Okay. So speaking of DC movies, though, taking themselves too seriously, have you seen the teaser for Shazam? Uh, no, but I heard it's kind of different. So first of all, I have no idea what the actual movie is going to be. It's Chuck is, is the adult Shazam. Yeah. Yeah. It's so it's funny because, you know, he's a couple kids and all that. And then he goes Shazam and all of a sudden it's, you know, it's Chuck. And I'm like, dude, no way. This is going to be great. The preview to me looked like an Ant-Man slash Deadpool humor. Shazam is DC. Yeah. So it's a DC movie. I don't know who's directing it, but I will tell you this, that I thought I was watching a Marvel preview. It looked exactly like a, the humor was un and, and I'm sitting here going, I have to see this freaking movie. This looks so good. I'm very excited. <laughs> That's all I got to say. So anyway, if the preview is any indication of what the movie is going to be, we're in for a treat. When somebody <laughs> said, I actually heard it was somebody, Hey, have you seen the new Shazam trailer? I kind of shuddered for a second and I, I thought about Shaquille O'Neal and I realized I was thinking <laughs> about Kazam, not, sh not and I, I had a lot of uh, bad memories. So we, we talking about the DC movie. Shazam. Yeah, I can't, I can't not Shaquille, man. So. I'm not very good at, talk kind of like this 
He's got a really cool, like, deep, deep voice. I think it's he more does. like this. He does. Like, yeah. I can't imitate Shaquille. You're a much better so, actor, though. Well, I know. But, <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. Uh, and the other thing I'm um, really excited about, really, is Equalizer 2, which is out right now. I haven't seen it yet. And I <laughs> Denzel. loved the first movie so much. Yeah, it was the one first of my one favorite was really ones. good. Yeah, and so, I, I... I love Denzel Washington. Did you know that his son proofreads all of his scripts? Really? Before? I mean, at least, at least goes over with him and... I think, I don't know if his son green lights all of his roles, but I know he's a, he's a big part of him taking a role, which I thought was kind of cool. That is exciting. So I don't know how much so far I, I know he's adult now. I don't know how much time he has to review all those scripts, but maybe yeah. still do. I'd be curious. Here's something. Denzel Washington has never done a sequel in his entire life. Really? Until now. That's true. <laughs> Didn't even think of that. I'm still waiting for glory too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm waiting for Titanic to be still. So, you know, I don't know if we'll ever get our wishes, but we'll yeah. try. No Man's Sky, the video game. So this came out in late summer of 2016. A mm-hmm. little bit of history here. Came out with this massive hype, massive, crazy. Oh my gosh, this is going to be the greatest thing ever. Yeah. You know, the best video game. It, it's revolutionary. Let, let's start from the beginning here. You are basically an explorer in space. Yeah. They created an infinite space mm-hmm. within the game yeah it's like 18 quintillion planets you could potentially land on and visit yeah and they they pretty much said that if you were to play every single day all day long 24 hours a day you'd for still the never rest get of your natural life you'd still never see the entire universe within this game not even close is what they said a fraction yeah. of the universe yeah and that's playing 24 hours a day until you literally die yeah so that is a first of all that's a benchmark like you've never seen anything like this it's amazing second of all games have a thing where if you land on a planet, for example, it either loads, goes to a loading screen because of the power that it takes, or you go through like a cloud bank. So your screen goes like white. And then all of a sudden you're in the atmosphere mm-hmm. in this game. They did it where it was 100% continuous. So you're, you're yep. literally coming at the planet. You come down in orbit and all of a sudden you were landing on the planet. You're, you're there. There's yeah. no transition, yeah. which was also revolutionary, something you'd mm-hmm. never saw before. And so anyway, they promised all these great things. It was going to be beautiful. Of course, they're showing all the best, you know, screenshots and it's going to be this amazing thing. Well, then the game comes out, everybody gets in and they're like, this sucks. This is horrible. This is like the worst thing ever. It just, it felt empty. White as an ocean, as deep as a puddle, you know, like that type of thing that that was kind of the analogy because it was just, yeah, there was all this stuff, but it didn't feel worthwhile. You know, it didn't everything. And the thing is, is even though there were so many planets, they all kind of felt the same after a while. They They looked the same and, um, didn't seem the story was lacking. There was Um, no story. Didn't run very well. Also, Uh, it was on my PC. It was released for the PS4 as well. Yeah. But my PC, I was just, I mean, I had a good, you know, really good rig and it still was just, it was, it was jerky. It was a slog. Um, so there was a lot of performance issues. And it was boring. And it I was mean, just, there was nothing to and, do. And there was no multiplayer. And, and they promised and it. And they, they, they promised it, they, not leading up to it, but initially through a lot of the interviews with Sean Murray, who was the creator, yeah, they said, oh yeah, you can meet, you can, you know, they're multiplayer. Meet up with other players and yeah, explore the and universe that, that together. W- that was just not a yeah. thing. It just, and uh, when it, it came out, it said there will be no connection with any other players whatsoever. Yeah. And that ever. came out. Yeah. They, they stated that beforehand and people were like, oh, but people were still pretty hyped for it. So yeah. they kind of just ignored that. Maybe, maybe they'll add it in later, which technically they, they did, but still there was a lot of empty promises on yeah. the release. And uh, well, and then they said that we'll, we'll add it back in, you know, we'll add in multiplayer, but because the universe is so big, 
you know, you're all going to be starting from random points in the universe. Yeah. And so it'll take you forever to ever find someone. If you ever do, I'm like, well, what's the fun? Exactly. That? What's the <laughs> point like, in that? Yeah. I actually heard somebody say that it was the most overhyped, overpromised and underdelivered game in the history of gaming. Yeah. Which is like the worst possible thing ever. Right. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. everybody, in fact, there were, you refunded it a lot of refunds. Well, I couldn't run it. I, yeah. I, I, you know, I didn't want to waste my money. It was $60. Yeah. Uh, and I, I honestly, I, I couldn't run it. It was so slow and it really takes you out of the immersion of That's it when, when you're, you know, when you're having these uh, frame glitches and mm-hmm. just stuttering and poor frame rate and all of that. And I think the worst reviews on steam ever of any game. Yeah. So it's just one of those. And a things. lot of that was, there's plenty of worse games out there, but sure. it was this, it was this hate because two people were so hyped for it. And that's the problem though, yeah. right? When you overpromise and overhype something, you're setting people up for expectations that you probably can never deliver on. Anyway. Yeah. So that, I mean, it was an intensely ambitious game. I give them credit. Yeah. But anyway, despite all that, there was a lot of drama. It was hated, but they later, they, they like kind of went into ago? hiding. They went into hiding. Yeah. They started releasing periodic updates, started to make the game better and mm-hmm. people stuck with it. And, you know, a lot of times a big studio like electronic arts would just dump the project. You know, they, they yeah. milk as much money as they could out of it for a little while. Yeah. And then they would, um, just dump it. But because this was a passion project by a relatively small studio in England, you know, this was kind of their baby. So yeah. they kind of stuck with it and I got to give them respect for that because it's been two years now and now it's still, it's still available. They're still updating it and they've released a lot of periodic updates. And if you notice the steam reviews, they've actually gone up quite they a have, bit. Yeah. There's still plenty of negative ones and there's still going to be haters out there. Who just hate it regardless. Oh yeah. Um, and it, if it's not a game for everybody, that's fine. I don't yeah. know any game that is. So, but, but this week, Tuesday on the 24th, I believe that Hello Games, yeah, they, they released uh, the next update, which is a huge overhaul of the game. Yes, huge. And this was like the big promised update. The The recent reviews are very positive. Mm-hmm. It went from overwhelmingly negative, by the mm-hmm. way. So there's very negative. There's overwhelmingly. There's mostly mm-hmm. mixed, etc. They went from overwhelmingly negative now to very positive. That's a huge thing. So they they did a massive, massive update. Looks like they introduced swimming. I'm oh, looking right. at it right now. You Is can there skinny s- dipping? Yeah, well, that's what I'm hoping. Yeah, I don't know if you um, that suit, but. So they did that. They did, uh, it's multiplayer now. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's multiplayer. It, like you can actually now, we finally can go out there and play the game together. It's not just solo. Mm-hmm. And uh, they fixed a lot of the problems that have been an issue from the very beginning. Yeah. So from what yeah. I understand now, and I haven't tried it yet, but we should. This game is what it was originally promised now. Yeah. And you can expect probably more updates, you know, but I think it's gonna be one of these games that's going to be just kind of perpetually updated because it's yeah. just one of those that's so ambitious. How can you not have that? It's not like, yep, we're done. But yeah. I think essentially what happened in 2016 is they released a beta. Yeah. Or yeah. maybe an alpha. I don't know. But, you know, you can't release that. You know, on Steam, you can yeah. release those games in early access or people's expectations are a little bit you know, more in tune with what the product is going to be like. Yeah. But this was so hyped and Sony had a big deal with that too because they they licensed to release it on the PS4. So yeah. they were going to release a, a beta on PS4. This was a finished game, as they said. So yeah, so yeah. but um, I got to commend the studio for sticking with it. Because, and, and delivering. You know, that is, that is hard because uh, I know Sean Murray, you know, he, he got death threats, the poor oh, guy. For, I mean, the whole studio got death threats. He made a mistake. He, yeah, he, he made know? a big mistake, but you know, he fixed. So here's the thing. We don't have to forget, but I think we should forgive. No, I, and here's, here's my test of character. Yeah. I don't care if somebody makes mistakes. So every, every one of us has made stupid mistakes and caused problems, right? Yep. My character, my test of character is what they do with it from there. Yeah. This guy redeemed himself hundred percent in yeah. my opinion. Yeah. So he made a dumb mistake. He, you know, probably had a lot of pressure from powers that be or whatever. He fixed it. 
and he's continuing to fix it. Mm-hmm. That is the measure of a good person. Yeah. That is a measure of somebody who's doing things right. And I'm ready to play. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited. I have a Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash TRB show. We did Twitch a little bit of alien. Yeah. Last week, by the way, let me just say that that was ridiculously intense. We are finally hitting a part in the game where it was like, <laughs> oh my gosh, like I, I was, I was like, I was scared. It was awesome. I had to go see the doctor the next day. <laughs> I had heart palpitations. <laughs> so we, we are going to do that. Well, I'm, I don't know if this week we probably won't have that. So I think we'll probably have to wait a week on that one. But yeah, I'm going to make sure that we definitely yeah. continue and let you finish up with alien with us. But let's twitch some no man's sky because I think that'll be interesting for us to test it out and see what we think of it. Yeah, go from there. But hopefully it'll be a, a lot better than the original twitches when the original release came out because it's funny you watch them and there's these guys and they're playing it. They're so hyped for the game and they're they you can tell there's this conflict They're They're yeah. really wanting to love it and they just can't. They're just crying. You know? and you're, I, like that, you're that was the first time I watched. It. I was like, oh, yeah. these people aren't enjoying it as much as as I was hoping. So yeah. it's kind of crushing or <laughs> soul crushing at the time. And you're like this Twitch. Channel. I just graduated. You know, it was after my birthday. I was like, yeah. I'm going to I'm going to nerd out on this game. And it was so disappointing. It was the worst summer ever. I think it was actually. I think most of us went into like counseling for a few weeks and yeah, it was terrible. I mean, I, I, I know what you mean, man. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're over that. Hopefully this is the best. Summer yeah, I, I have recovered. It's taken a few years. That's well. <laughs> Thanks for being on today. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah, it's fun. Dr. The Rob dog, Dr. Rob dog. I just like Dr. Rob dog. Yeah. So just call me Dob. Dob. <laughs> Dob. hates you. Oh, please master. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Master's given me a sock. All right. Well, you know what the music means. Um, I don't really know what it means today because Actually, I don't know either. I've never been on the show before. Well, <laughs> so explain it. <laughs> it means nothing. All it means is thanks for being on. Oh, I appreciate okay. it. Yeah. All right. All right. But I think, uh, you know, it's Friday night time to go game. Let's, let's, uh, actually it's not, it's Sarah's birthday. So we're going to go celebrate. All right. Thanks for joining us. Real Have a wonderful week. Thanks for listening. Real Brian show is signing off. Bye-bye. The Real Brian show is a production of 514 media at 514mediaempire.com.